We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hour number three of Sports Talk Saturday rolling along. Dusty telling you how it is right there. Love it. He also telling you such an uplifting open. I'm telling you right now, I have an energy drink with me. I listen to that open. I get fired up. I'm I don't, ready to go. I, yeah, I don't need coffee. I'm ready to I go. I don't need it. Every time. Every time I hear it, I'm ready to go. I will bring an energy drink every time I do this show because I have a problem. It's different. But hey, I, don't, I, I don't need it when I hear that open. I'm that way I'm with coffee. It's fine. Do you drink for performance or flavor? We went over this. I yeah. drink for both. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Why? Why? It why should, can't I drink for It should always both? be for flavor. But, always. You have to work to get to the flavor. So yes, we, but, we do we do triple, triple, sugar and cream, ready to go. That's It's a nice treat. There you go. That's aggressive. That's like drinking candy. It's a nice treat. There you go. It's uh, perfect. Two sugars, I'm good to go. God, that is No scary. cream. That is terrifying. Now, I will say, I do enjoy the occasional caramel macchiato okay. and things like that. I don't mind, like, an ice cap for oh, things, great. like Oreo ice cap. Mm, mm. But that I'm drinking for flavor. When I'm drinking coffee for performance and flavor, it's black with two sugars. That is, like, the most 60-year-old man you've ever said. No offense to the 60-year-old men out there, but come on. That's exactly what that is. They all know that I'm right. I'm sure. I'm sure. If you if you want to take that win today, <laughs> sure. This is never. This is a never ending argument. It it forever. I've had it for with my family for years and friends. Everybody for years. Real quick though, maybe not real quick. I kind of want to spend some time on this. Mike Clay of ESPN. Josh, you brought this list up to me. I'm upset by this list. You're you're upset. I'm just I'm in love with the idea. Ranking every wide receiver core in the NFL from 32 to one. I kind of want to like run through this. Because we talked about it to, to death this offseason, the Bills wide receiver core. They needed to add another pass catcher. They did in Dalton Kincaid, and I did word it like that. I did absolutely word it like that. Good job. I'm but, proud of you with that But one. I want to go through it because it's just wide receivers. And I want to go through it because I think it is interesting just how, maybe not different, but how like there aren't that many teams that I think have truly a great wide receiver room. I think there's a lot of teams that have one or two really good guys or, or a great guy and a really good guy, but in terms of a great overall room, it's not that good. You do have the list, though. I have I have not looked at it. Yeah. I have not looked at it. This is all kind of fresh to me. So we want to go worst to best? Let's do worst to best, all absolutely. Right, so worst, starting us off, Tennessee Titans. Absolutely. That makes Easy. sense. They, they have they – have ter- uh, uh, Burks, who they drafted last year, and after that, it's a, it's a crapshoot. I think they don't even have Robert Woods anymore. He's on Houston. Like that that team is so bad. I can't wait for Tennessee this year. They're so bad. I feel bad for Will Levis though, Malik Willis, because Ryan Tannehill may start there, but ultimately, it's just it's not a good place to be. It's no, not a not good place to be at all. Not at all. Next up, 31st, Atlanta Falcons. Absolutely. Drake London, and that's about it. Kyle Pitts is a tight end. B. John Robinson's a running back. Does not fit the criteria of this list. And even London himself is very much unproven with, I think, a lot of it due to quarterback play. But he's kind of up there in terms of like how you actually feel about him. I, last year, was not a big fan of the idea of getting Drake London for the Bills when they were like, you know, potentially getting a wide receiver there. Not a fan of it. Who's at 30? Uh, we have the Houston Texans at 30. They're, they have Robert Woods. 
They have Robert Woods now. Uh, they also have uh, Mechie, John Mechie the third. He actually battled cancer this past year. He's coming back from it, so effectively this is going to be his rookie year. I like him out of Alabama. We'll see how that goes, but ultimately Houston, I think, is in a full rebuild going on right now. They're doing it well, though, I think, with with I, the trades uh, they made. I, I hope so. I, I love the trades, though. You're absolutely yeah. like In terms of value, hate it. In terms of you know getting fanfare back and let's see what can happen here, I kind of like it. But it's, it's one of those where it probably is malpractice, but you got to get the fans reengaged. Yep. And I think a, a trade for CJ Stroud or well, getting CJ Stroud at 2 and then trading up back to 3 to get Will Anderson might be something to do that. 29 New York Giants. I mean, who's their one? They keep Wandale adding Robinson? Yeah, they keep adding <laughs> slot guys like Paris Candle uh, Paris Campbell, Wandell Robinson. Isaiah Hodgins, though, had a great year. He did. I do wonder if he's a bit of a Robert Foster, where if there was just nobody else and he has that great year with them, and then now that but, like, he's in the roster, it may not work out. Is it also a Brian Dable thing? Oh, absolutely could be. Yeah. Next up, Green Bay Packers. Well, all their good receivers went to the Jets. <laughs> well, and I don't totally agree with that, though. I like Romeo Dubs, love Christian Watson. I think everyone that works at the station knows that Christian Watson was my draft crush last year, and I was legitimately hurt when he went to the Green Bay Packers in the second round. But I, I don't know. I think that I actually kind of like that room. Maybe it is in the 20s, but I kind of like that room. This one is a little bit of a head-scratcher for me. I think it could be a little higher. Uh, Carolina Panthers. Oh, I, do they have anybody left? Like, I actually, DJ Shark, I, Adam Thielen, okay. LaVishka Chenault. I would I would put Green Bay above them. Really? They lost DJ Moore. I think that one really oh, hurts. Oh, you're right. I, yeah. That one hurts. I would I would put Green Bay over them. Watson is a bigger playmaker than any of the other guys they have there. And even with Thielen as well, too, he's old. Like you've kind of seen his game kind of lose its way. And I just like they're in a full rebuild. I would I would put them really low, actually. I didn't think about it. I don't like Carolina's room at all. Who's next? Who do we got? We have the Kansas City Chiefs. And mind you, this list is only wide it's receivers. Only wide it's receivers. Not, not factoring in quarterbacks, tight ends, O-line, nothing. Ju- it is, yeah, the wide receivers. Schuster's gone. Yep. And that was, I think, their you have another. Receiver. You have another hyphenated name, though. Marquez, Valde- Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Yeah. Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore. Okay. Eh. Sky Moore's unproven. Tony has been injured. Yeah, Tony, we're still kind of waiting to see, like, Kadarius Tony, who, like, everyone was excited for to get drafted in the second round. We're still kind of waiting for that guy. Sky Moore, a big fan of, of Bills fans. Everyone kind of really liked him coming out of the draft, so he's that guy. They draft for Shee Rice this year. Looking at the list, though, you're, it, like Marquez Valdez-Scantling really is maybe like their most known guy, and his entire time in Green Bay was, he's fast. You're not going to get much out of him, though. Like He'll catch like two big touchdowns a year, but that'll be about it. Yeah. Next up, we have the New England Patriots at 25. That's where Juju is. It's such a bad room. Yeah. It, like, you, have, you have Devontae Parker there, who he hasn't done much since. You have, obviously, as you mentioned, Juju Smith-Schuster going there. Is I don't even think Kendrick Bourne is still there. I he gotta, is. I gotta look. He, he is? He is? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker, Juju Smith-Schuster, Tyquan Thornton. Forgot about Tyquan Thornton as well. I, you know, maybe it's not the worst room in the world. Okay. All right. Okay. That's fine. I actually maybe I like that better than Kansas City's only because Juju Smith-Schuster went from Kansas City to New England. I'm, I'm fine with that. Then we have the Los Angeles Rams. Who do they even have? No, Cooper actually, Cup. It, yeah, Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cup and Van Jefferson. Ben is, is Van Jefferson good? <laughs> like, are we sure? Are we sure he's good? Like Cooper Cup, absolutely. I, you will not hear an argument from me there. He is one of the guys that like like a lot like a Michael Thomas from a few years ago. You, you just throw him the ball. Just throw him the ball. But after that, like Tutu Atwell, no. 
It's Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup got them almost into the teens. Yes. By himself. Yep. Incredible. Then we have the Indianapolis Colts, which this is this is correct. What number is the Colts? 23. Oh, I thought we were close to the teens. Never mind. No, but I, I think this is correct, though. Michael Pittman has yep. not I li- I like really proven himself, but he's good. Isaiah McKenzie's there now. Alec Pierce, Josh Downs, and Ashton Doolin. And they did just add in Josh Downs as well. He is a big guy. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of Bills fans are a big fan of. I was one of them as well, big fan. Um, and he's probably going to take that Paris Campbell role. I was just going to say, if they still had Paris Campbell, I think this would, they'd be a little higher. Yeah, I would agree. But, you know. That's a pretty good room. Okay, yeah. all right. Detroit Lions at 22. Oh, well, the, half the room suspended for gambling. <laughs> so that's tough. I'm such a fan, though, of Jameson Williams' <laughs> game. But, like... It's I'm on St. Brown for like the first six weeks. Like I just, he's gonna I just, just try to love that that Jamison Williams comes back from injury, has a great first few weeks, and now he's suspended because he gambled. And it's like, dude, like you could have had a great breakout season coming up, and he was expected to. He actually didn't do much his rookie year. I think he had like one catch, but he but he looked good, yeah. especially coming off that injury because everyone was a little unsure how well, he was going to like, come is back. Is he actually even going to play right. this year? He right. ended up playing a little bit, but yeah, like it's I'm on St. Brown, Josh Reynolds. Oh, Marvin Jones is there too. Okay, they really just got to get Jamison Williams back from from suspension. I like that. I like the Lions a lot, though. Next up, we have the Cleveland Browns at twenty one. Oh man, they got Amari Cooper still. Donovan Peoples Jones, Elijah Moore is David Bell there as well. He is okay. Elijah Moore is also Elijah there. Moore your is, other, is the your one. other friend. Oh man, <laughs> Elijah Moore, Ole Miss, big fan, loved him forever. Always been a fan. I oh, when he went to the Jets. And I remember, I remember distinctly. It was it was rookie camp or training camp that rookie season for Wilson and Elijah Moore. And all anyone in New York would talk about is like, there's a real connection there. Like Elijah Moore, Zach Wilson is looking great, and it turns out like there was no connection there. They actually and then more hated like each hated other. playing with Wilson. <laughs> but so, I, like I, it's it, it's a better room than I was thinking of. If I'm being honest, Donovan Peoples Jones, I'm not really the biggest fan of. But if you have Amari Cooper, I love Elijah Moore. I'm not gonna you know stop doing that. That's pretty good. And even Marquis Goodwin is, is a deep threat there. Not terrible. Okay. At 20, you know him, you love him, the Buffalo Bills. I mean, it makes sense. It, it does. If, if, we're looking, it does. if we're looking at the wide receiver room, great number one in Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis, I think, is a great three, a very unknown as a two. He was injured a lot of last year and has his bright moments. Obviously, we know the divisional round playoff game against Kansas City and really most of the playoffs. He is exceptional on the sidelines. After that, huge question mark. You ha- you you've brought in guys like Trent Sherfield. Sure, you have Deontay Hardy. Okay, Khalil Shakir from last year. All right, those three guys though are unproven, totally unproven. And even if, if they kind of were, it's still like a. But if they hit though, yeah. Oh, if they, Trent Sherfield is actually one I'm really looking at. He was the number three receiver last year for Miami with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and had a breakout year last year. It was a great piece by Tyler Dunn as well, talking about how. Sherfield was somebody that really had to deal with the the politics of being drafted in the NFL and how because a guy's a second round pick he's going to start over you even just because he's a second round pick like the GM can't look bad which you know I don't think it's ever been something talked about but it's always been an assumed thing and I thought it was it was such an interesting piece to read. Moving into the top twenty now we have the New Orleans Saints. If Michael Thomas can stay healthy, oh, this is correct. I, yeah, this but, is a good spot for them. But Michael Thomas is so so injured all the time. Like I saw, uh, when was the last time he played, man? I, like that's I, I a saw, thing. I saw a great meme the other day, and it said, um, "Week four, Michael Thomas returns from IR. Week nine, Michael Thomas goes <laughs> Re- back returns on IR. to IR." <laughs> you look at them, though. I, you know, 
really Chris Olave and Michael Thomas are doing a lot of work here, but Olave in his rookie year finishing with 72 catches, just over 1,000 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, he looked really good in his rookie year, and that was all without Michael Thomas as well. And then they draft A.T. Perry. That was a guy out of Wake Forest. I know a lot of Bills fans come day two in, uh, uh, day two with rounds two and three. That was kind of a name that was being looked at a lot for Bills fans. That's a pretty good room. I, I like that a lot. So now we have the Baltimore Ravens with their new edition of OBJ. Oh, yeah, baby. And Zay Flowers. And, you know, Antonio Brown says he wants to play for the Ravens. That was weird, right? That was like, really weird. Like, no one really in brought the, it up, but, like, Brown the same, was like, I, I want to play for the Ravens, had himself in, like, the, the Ravens jersey, yeah, and everyone was it, like, cool, bro. In the same meme I was just talking about, about Michael Thomas, um, it said, like, week two, uh, Antonio Brown is removed from the Baltimore Ravens facility for trespassing or something like that. <laughs> That's good. Because <I laughs> like he just that. shows up like, hey, guys, I'm ready to play. Hey, like, bud, no. you're not on this team. Yeah, no, bro. But I, I, like I think it's a good spot. I like what the Ravens have done a lot. I've been somebody that's talked about their potential change in philosophy. Todd Monken comes in to the Ravens organization as the new offensive coordinator following his time in Georgia. And like you said, they add Odell Beckham Jr. They have Zay Flowers. Rashad Blackman as well is already Bateman. there. Bateman, excuse me. And... Like that's that's a good room. I think there's a lot, a lot of potential there. And even if Flowers doesn't hit his stride right away, Bateman has looked pretty solid. OBJ though, maybe as, as Bateman's number two can be really, really good there. And of course, we're only talking about wide receivers, but Mark Andrews will open up a lot for that wide right. receiver room. Seventeen Pittsburgh Steelers. This is this is a good spot. I think this one's a good spot. I I hate the quarterback situation they have there. I, I hate Matt Canada as their offensive coordinator. But you have Deontay Johnson. You have George Pickens, who I think has the makings to be really a star player in Pittsburgh for them. In Pittsburgh is routinely a team that will have wide receivers out of nowhere just be really really good. But I think here it's Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, maybe even an Anthony Miller doing a lot of work here for that wide receiver room. But ultimately, Pickens in his rookie year, real quick, he 52 catches, 800 yards, four touchdowns. It's not too bad. It's not too bad at all. The next up, 16th, the revamped Chicago Bears. Yeah, baby. DJ well, Moore, Chase Claypool, yeah. Darnell Mooney, Equinemius St. Brown. And Vellis Jones Jr. That 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 Chase Claypool trade is looking so awful. Yeah, they traded a second round pick for Claypool. They could have got probably like a. They probably could have done it for a fourth. They could have gotten a, a guy in this draft as a second round pick. Yeah. who was better? Yeah. Now I will say though, who I love that they drafted in this class, Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati. Me and Nate were talking about it day two as like a potential or day three as a potential guy we would love the Bills to land. They end up getting Justin Shorter, but Tyler Scott was a guy runs in the four fours, has some drop issues, but going surprisingly going to a team like Chicago, he won't be forced to kind of be that guy. The real big get here, DJ Moore. When they trade away that first overall pick to Carolina, DJ Moore comes in, and a lot of people who who cover wide receivers aggressively, including Matt Harmon. Moore's really compared to Stephon Diggs before coming to Buffalo. That like he just needs to get with a team that's going to use him properly as the one with a good quarterback play, and his and you'll see his numbers skyrocket. DJ Moore is going to be a guy I'm watching all season long. So next up, we're cracking into the top fifteen: the Jacksonville Jaguars with the returning oh, yeah, Calvin man. Ridley, oh, Christian yeah, Kirk, Zay Jones, Jamal Agnew, and Parker Washington. I need to say nothing. That's that's the hottest room in the NFL. That is. I'm that ready is, to go. That Calvin is Ridley has not played in a year. There's no wear and tear in his body. And Christian Kirk, after a terrible contract he signed with Jacksonville that kind of ruined the wide receiver market, comes in and looks great. 
Oh yeah, he, he did. He I don't think he, out of the park he didn't year. play up to the standards of the contract. I don't think, but he was almost there. Well, yeah, he just he, he made it where like was not the worst contract in in human history. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is and, which, which is huge. Which yeah. I think part of that is the addition of Doug Peterson as head coach. Let me grab his stats real quick from last year. He had 84 catches, just over 1,100 yards, and eight touchdowns. I mean, come on, that's pretty good. That's 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 really pretty good. good. Next up, we have the New York Jets with Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, McCole Hardman, Corey Davis, and Randall Cobb. Hey, look, it's the Packers. I forgot about McCole Hardman. It I'm is not gonna lie. I it forgot is about literally the Green Bay Packers plus Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson and good. Corey Davis. Garrett Wilson's good. Corey Davis is a guy that like, we thought all offseason is going to get cut, mm-hmm. and it turns out nope, they're just going to trade Elijah Moore. Corey Davis. Is gonna I was stay. just going to say, I think he is the lesser version of Elijah Moore. Yeah, where, I, like, I, I he's, think he's going to be now like their fourth guy. You're probably going to hear him complain quite a bit, um, just because you know that's kind of what happened to Elijah Moore, which I will but, never understand. But Elijah there. Moore is better than Corey Davis, so he should have like El- Corey Davis is perfect in that four spot. I think so. Elijah yeah. Moore was more of a. Fringe to Elijah Moore guy. had all of the ability and none of the talent to throw him the ball. Right. And that was ridiculous. Garrett Wilson, though, his rookie year, 83 catches, just over 1,100 yards, four touchdowns. The Jets... With Zach Wilson and yeah. Mike White throwing him the ball. The Jets do have the potential to be scary. Their defense is looking great. Aaron Rodgers is coming in. If Rodgers can, if Rodgers can be Aaron Rodgers... Oh, they're a fun team. They're, they're a very, they're very a, fun team. They're a fun team and they're a threat, I mm-hmm. think. Absolutely. So that's something I never thought I would say for the next... 15 years, but hey, here we are. Um, the San Francisco 49ers at 13. Ooh. I have a little bit of an issue with this. All right, hit me with your issue. I just, I, Debo Samuel is a game changer. I love him. Brandon Ayuk oh. is terribly inconsistent. But also could be a game changer. Yeah, but he also could be the worst wide receiver on your team. It, it's been fun, too. Kyle Shanahan's, like relationship with Brandon Ayuk is a constant, like, hey, he's great. I may not put him on the field. Right. Like, it's so, I, I just it's don't get so it. interesting. They also have... Ray Ray McLeod, Juwan Jennings, and Danny Gray. And oh, yeah. yeah, Debo and, and, and Ayuk are doing a lot of work there. Yeah. A lot of work there. Oh, yeah. Number 12. Any guesses? Oh, where? Uh, mm. I mean, you know, it's too early for Cincinnati. No. Obviously, way too early for that. Minnesota? Close. Uh, Denver Broncos. Jerry oh, Judy, Courtney Sutton, Tim Patrick, Marvin Mims, and KJ Hamler. Sean Payton coming in as coach. That that room could get real good real quick. Denver's it's, a lot of fun just because we kept hearing about how they may actually be trading some of these guys, and they didn't yeah. trade a single one of them. you got to figure out Russell Wilson, though. That has to be figured out. You're absolutely right. That is, I that think, is the I think weak Sean point Payton, of the team. Sean Payton could be that guy. Well, see, I'm not the biggest Sean Payton guy. I think he, he they failed a lot in New Orleans. They were good, but they constantly playoff failure after playoff failure. But if, if anyone's going to fix Russell Wilson, there really wasn't a better option. But if you think about it, the Broncos – they just need to get to the playoffs for this to be somewhat successful. I agree. Yeah. Like, I if agree. they get to the playoffs, okay, great. We can figure out the rest as we go, but we need to have a winning we, we, season. We need to be in the playoffs, yeah, though, guys. We got we to gotta get to the playoffs first and then go from there. Problem is with that AFC West, I mean, you're at some point going to have to pass the Chargers, right? I, I don't think you're beating the Chiefs, but you're going to have to pass the Chargers. Which, yeah, and the Chargers have proven themselves as a contender. Yeah, they're going to be contender. they're going to be horribly inconsistent, but they can get in the playoffs. Yep. Next up. Number 11, Washington Commanders. Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, Dayami Brown, and Dax Milne. I love Scary Terry so much. Terry McLaurin. <laughs> I, now that DJ Moore, I'm a Justin Fields fan, so like this, this, there is no bias here. Or there is a lot of bias here. I'm, I'm a big Justin Fields fan. Now that DJ Moore has gotten to a quarterback, 
Terry McLaurin is the next guy that I'm like, he needs to get to a quarterback. Because Terry McLaurin, for most of his career, has been that guy that's like, no, no, he's clearly a one. He is clearly, like t- again, scary. Yet, just every year, he is given bad quarterback play after bad quarterback play. Yet, outside of his rookie year, he's always been over 1,000 yards. Including last year where it's, you know, Taylor Heineke, Sam Howell, hodgepodge of guys, 77 Don't catches. Don't forget Carson Wentz. Oh, my gosh, Carson Wentz. <laughs> How could we forget my doppelganger? All I want to do is forget about Carson Wentz. Like, look, If you look at me, you won't forget Carson Wentz. I know. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but he almost had 1,200 yards and five touchdowns. I mean, that's for the quarterback room we had yeah. last year, that is really, really good. It's been scary quarterback rooms, but he is still scary, oh, Terry. I just please get him to anybody good, please. I think the top ten is going to shock you. All right, all right, all right. We're listening. We're we're reading off Mike Clay of ESPN's his top thirty-two. We're ranking all thirty-two wide receiver rooms. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll go through the top ten. You listen to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. It's a tough division on top of everything else. So uh, I do worry about that a little bit from a you know a wild card perspective. How many teams from what should be a good division get into the playoffs? It might be tough with this slate. Again, I do still have the Bills as you know a top five team on paper. I still think they're the favor in this division. Mike Clay over at ESPN. He was on the station earlier this week with J- or with Sneaky Joe DiBiase and Nate Geary. And we actually are talking about Mike Clay over at ESPN. His top 32 are ranking all 32 wide receiver units in the NFL. We've already heard from the Bills. Josh, I believe they were 20th, right? They were 20th. They yes. were 20th. We're now going into the top 10 here of this list. I already feel like the Minnesota Vikings are way too high. Can't wait to hear where they're at. The Chargers well, also have not been said, so this is exciting. Good for you. The Vikings are 10. That's too high. Justin Jefferson, and that's it. They have K.J. Osborne, a former uh, UB Bowl, who he actually finished out his college career at the University of Miami. He transferred. But outside of that, they did just draft Jordan Addison, but that's kind of been the thing. Like They haven't had somebody next to Justin Jefferson the last two years. It has been him doing a lot of work for that wide receiver room. Now, with that being said, he is a stud. I think it's so funny that him and Jalen Rager are on the same team. That's weird. It's I, didn't, so I didn't think about that. I have the roster pull up, and I saw Rager, and I didn't think about it. But yeah, like, because the Eagles drafted him literally the pick before Justin Jefferson. Yep, and now the Vikings have them both. And Rager just has been not, a, not great. A, a very big disappointment. Yeah, his entire career showing up in Philadelphia. He came in with like a lot of question marks out of TCU, and all of those question marks were bad answers. All of them, <laughs> every single one of them. Coming in at number nine, the Las Vegas. Raiders. Oh, yeah, baby. Devontae oh, yeah, Adams, baby. Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro, Philip Dorsett, and Trey Tucker. That's a good locker room to have Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback. Well, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Look, I am not I am not a big fan of Jimmy Garoppolo. They are 49ers 2.0 with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. Yeah. You you have the, the Josh same, McDaniel the same offense, team. which yeah. is it's kind of the same philosophy in terms of the passing game, but when you, you make sure he has guys like Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro... You're going to get at least good production out of those guys. Philip Dorsett, Keelan Cole as well is kind of an interesting guy. You know, I, I that's a very good room. I'm I'm happy with where they're at. Number nine, I'm fine with that. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I horribly underrated every year. Yeah, but I just, I don't know. I don't Mike like Mike Evans is going to be a Hall of Famer, and no one will know until he is one. I, yeah, I get that, but I just don't know if they're eight. I'm fine with that. I, 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 eight, I'm, I would almost say I would move them up. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are spectacular talents. Mike Evans, still to this day, has yet to have under 1,000 yards in a season. 
even with going through quarterbacks like Jameis Winston, who is such a flash in the pan at times. I mean, 30 for 30 season. It's a gorgeous 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. I There's never going to be a better season than that. But this might be the year we see like how good Mike Evans is with either Kyle Trask, Baker Mayfield at quarterback. You're going to see how good he is. Chris Godwin, though, I mean, he's dealt with some injuries the last few years. I think that's kind of what's bringing his notoriety down. But I We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'm a big fan of that wide receiver room. Coming in at number seven, the L.A. Chargers. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Quentin Johnson, Josh Palmer, and Jalen Guyton. Can anyone tell me why they drafted Quentin Johnston? They already had that guy in Mike Williams. You needed speed. Yeah. You just got the tall guy. Who's not good at being a tall guy? <laughs> he can't high point the ball. He was terrible. Also, coincidentally, at TCU. I, I don't know. I, just, I don't trust dra- drafting the TCU wide receivers because they're so situational guys. They are they are very much put into specific situations to succeed, and they're not overall talents. And Johnson, that was a guy I could never wrap my arms around this this draft season. I just could not do it. Would you flip the Chargers and the Raiders? Absolutely. Wouldn't even have to think about it. Absolutely. Raiders at 7, Chargers at 9. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be fine I with that. I think that's good. Um, number 6, which is, I think it's hilarious, Arizona Cardinals. I mean, it's it's true. It's true. DeAndre I know Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, Marquise Brown, Rondale Moore, Michael Wilson, and Greg Dortch, which I think that is easily a number six, but it could also be just inside the top ten. Like you could back them off to eight or nine. But oh man, they're they going to be funny. they're going to be a unit that is just never used. Right. I was going to say it's funny because the rest of the team looks awful. Like, like, who's their quarterback going to be? Right, exactly. Murray's not going to play. I, I don't think Murray's going to play the entire year as he recovers from no. that torn ACL. So you're going to get a David Blau, Jeff Driscoll, Colt McCoy kind of run at this, and all of that sounds awful. It all yeah. sounds awful. Especially for an already agitated DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, who did want out, and seemingly the Arizona Cardinals just will not let him leave. So he's got to just kind of, all right, I guess I'm going to play, because he's getting towards the end of his career. He's just, just play it out. Let's see what happens. Right. Next up, I don't necessarily agree with this one but it's okay dallas cowboys oh dallas cowboys cd lamb brandon cooks michael gallup jalen tolbert and Cavante uh turpin i almost said turn up <laughs> never I, had a turnip in my life i never will i've never seen a turnip oh i've seen a turnip i would just never eat one they just sound weird to me i don't know i at times this feels I like i love a, brandon cooks though yeah and at times this looks like a top five wide receiver room but at other times it looks invisible and i think that's dak prescott like well that's the thing dak prescott can give you a lot of numbers mm-hmm. against bad teams like when the nfc east was like when it was just them and the eagles you, you started dak prescott against the new york giants and the washington commanders every week because he put up like 400 against them three touchdowns the whole thing it's against those great teams on prime time their offense can go from scoring 35 points to 10 in a heartbeat and a lot of it does come to down to Dak. I love Dak Prescott. I love his story. I think he's I think he's a, a great team leader. As a quarterback, I think he's just above average. He's teetering on that very good line. And I just I I, I like CeeDee Lamb. Michael Gallup came, uh, returned from a torn ACL last year. He kind of was touch and go, but that makes sense coming back from that injury. Brandon Cooks though. 
underrated all the time. Oh, constantly being traded for a second round pick, does really well with a bad team, and then moves on to the next one. But he's now, I think, maybe on a good team finally that can that I think is really going to use him quite a lot, actually. Coming into the top five, this is where I have my issues. So at number four, like this, these are my major issues. We have the Eagles at number four. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Kez, Quez Watkins, Olamendez. I, I don't know how to say his last name. That's okay. That's okay. I, I apologize. Uh, and then Britton Covey. I like the first three. Yeah, the first Quas three. Watkins but, but as those... like that speed demon. He's just gonna break. He's just gonna break a defense. Is great. AJ Brown. People talk about when when the Bills were were playing the Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry was the one breaking them. No, no, no. AJ Brown is the is the guy that broke the team's back consistently because he was such a freak of nature wide receiver coming out of Ole Miss that very few teams actually have the ability to cover A.J. Brown. The reason I have such a problem with the Eagles at four is those three wide receivers, well, more specifically A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, they had incredible years last year. A.J. Brown almost fit, like four yard, four yard shot of 1,500 yards, 11 touchdowns on 88 catches. And then let's go to Devonta Smith here real quick. Where is he? There he is. Devonta Smith also, by the way, coming out of Alabama, was an exceptional wide receiver. He almost has 1,200 yards last year on 95 catches for seven touchdowns. Right. They were a major – I mean, obviously Jalen Hurts was the catalyst in that offense, but they were those two were a those major were awesome. reason why the Eagles were so good and almost won the Super Bowl. You know what's putting him down here? It's Quaz Watkins. Yeah. I, I, I really I think you're right, but it's just I I just don't like seeing them at four. And when I read off the number two team, I, that's also why I don't like seeing them at four. But anyway, so number three, Miami Dolphins. Yes, yeah. yeah Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Braxton Berrios, Chosen Anderson, formerly Robbie Anderson, changed his name to Chosen uh, last off season or this off. Season? I think this off season actually. And then Cedric Wilson. I forgot they got Braxton Berrios. That's a really good slot mm-hmm. guy for them. Yeah, and that's a good team. I mean. Again, it's, even Cedric Wilson. Yeah, and again, it's not a quarterback thing. It's just wide receivers, and that's a good that's a good wide receiver room. That's a really good wide receiver room. I oh man, I would have a tough time not putting them at one. Yeah, I, I love well, that wide receiver. I think room. you can see who number one is at this point. But number two, the Seattle Seahawks, and I have made you have issues. so many issues with this. I one. don't like this. At you all. told me obviously, you're like I hate number two. Obviously, Get me out of this. DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett is, is uh, DK and Tyler Lockett. Those two are incredible. Jackson Smith and Jigba, yeah, baby, great prospect. Dwayne Eskridge and not Derek really Young. There's not much here outside of the top two. Yeah, but I and think that's, that they, I think the feeling is Smith and Jigba right into the slot. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, outside guys, and right. you know, of course, Geno Smith throwing on the ball like that. That feels like a very scary offense. That right. really but, does. But my point is, is though. Is, Jackson Smith and Jigba isn't proven at all. Yeah, Miami's is, Miami's absolutely better than this team. Yeah, and so are the Eagles. Absolutely. I think you can still have the Seahawks in the top five just because of DK Metcalf alone, but I just I have such a problem with them at two. Oh, over the Eagles and the Dolphins. I Eagles I can kind of fight with just because, like, you know, who do you prefer, Quaz Watkins or Jackson Smith and Jigba? Watkins, while proven in the NFL, it's not great. It's mm-hmm. a lot of speed demon stuff where Smith and Jigba, by most accounts, going to be a great slot receiver right from the get-go. It, it really is A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith versus D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. That's where the, the issues are. Right. Miami, though, I think easily runs past them. Oh, I, yeah. I, have a, I have a real I issue I mean, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Competitive there, but then you right. add in the Braxton Berrios right. and Cedric Wilson, and it's like, okay, now they're gone. E- even Chosen Anderson. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously, he hasn't had great years in the past couple of years, but he used to be 
One of the best wide receivers in the league. One of the better threats in the league, yeah. absolutely. And at number one, you guessed it, the Cincinnati Bengals. Hey, yeah, that makes sense. I Look, it, like we all may want to talk about, like, have the Bills passed them, and, and they may talent-wise. I mean, the, the Bengals lost a lot in their defensive side of the ball, especially at safety. But that wide, that wide receiver room is so good. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Trenton Irwin, and Charlie Jones. I mean, you just you you look at that team. Number one, Jamar Chase, absolutely a one. I, I, that's not surprising to anyone. Fourteen hundred yards in his rookie season, thirteen touchdowns in only twelve games this year. Eighty-seven catches, just over a thousand yards, nine touchdowns. Could you imagine if he just played fifteen games, let yeah, alone I, just twelve? I think he him alone puts the Bengals in the top five. And then T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd elevate them to one. T. Higgins, the last two years, over 1,000 yards, six touchdowns in 2021, seven touchdowns in 2022. And then Tyler Boyd, Buffalo's favorite son, even though he never <laughs> he never played here or anything like that, um, is a great slot receiver. 28 years old, 6'2 as well. I mean, he is a physical beast. And he's had over 1,000 yards in his career the last, two, the last three years. He's been about 800 yards. I mean, that's such a good wide receiver room. that it, They're not going to be able to pay all those guys. They're just no, not. No. But for the time being, absolutely perfection. That is absolutely perfection. Their window isn't closed yet, but by the time they have to pay all these guys, oh, it's, it's, it's going to slam, slam, slam shut. It's going to slam shut. Absolutely. But I, oh, Cincinnati's room is so, so good. It, I don't want to say it's going to be historically good, but like by in, in two or three years, I think we could look back at that room and go, oh, that's one of the best rooms of all yeah, time. Yeah, it's... it's Top five or top ten all time? Top ten. I think top ten. Top five is a little aggressive. Yeah. But we got to oh, see how You're going to have to have like a T. Higgins, Jamar Chase both next year of like 1,200 yards. Oh, yeah. But that's a very, very good room. I, I, I have no problem with Cincinnati being a one. Absolutely no, no problem. No, I, don't I would either. have Miami, though, too. I really, really would. Yeah. I could, I could, I could see them at two. I just don't like the Seahawks there. I, I really don't. That feels it that feels so, so that feels so aggressive. Lockett, I guess I'm also having an issue with of how old he is. Yeah, I want to make sure. And I don't I'm right on his age. His season, like his past couple of years, oh, he's 30 years old. I, oh wow, I thought he was like 32. His past, what's he done the past couple of years? Because it, it well, hasn't the, the been last, kind the of last, The last four years, he's over a thousand yards. Oh, so remember, remember though, he had Russell Wilson, and then and right. then. They didn't have bad Russell Wilson. They had pretty darn good Russell Wilson at mm-hmm. the end. And then he went to Geno Smith having a career year. Right. Yeah. Geno Smith coming out of nowhere. So Lockett's very good there. Then you got DK Metcalf. Which, who, obviously, From yes. the word go, has been <laughs> a game changer in the NFL, which is very funny that like all of draft Twitter loved him after the combine. The NFL hated him, and then he was exactly how everyone thought he'd be. And I love that he just eats candy. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's his only food is he just eats candy. My only issue with Metcalf, 90 catches last year, barely over 1,000 yards. Yeah, but I, I think that's also just his yards per reception has has gone down. Right, but the since C, the Seahawks year. themselves have just kind of struggled to figure things out because of everything going on with their quarterback well, situation. Well, yeah, they, they lose Russell Wilson. I think we forget, especially because of last year, how bad it was. Russell Wilson, in my lifetime, is absolutely the best deep ball passer of all time. Mm-hmm. Look, yep. just I've never seen someone throw the deep ball better. Geno Smith is is really good, but not that guy. Lockett and Russell were, I think, for like a three-year period, a perfect passer rating on throws over 25 yards. And then you had in a DK Metcalf there. Like, they were just so obnoxious. But in the last three years, you have his yards per reception in 2020, 15.7, 2021 down to 12.9, and then last year down to 11.6. He is not necessarily the deep threat on a consistent basis that he used to be with Seattle. He's still an unbelievable talent. Do you think if Seattle – because one thing that Metcalf has is speed. 
Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So they, it's bunches. almost like they just need to focus on getting him just... Well, I think it's going to be the big thing with them getting Jackson Smith and Jigba. Right. He but will they, not have to be that guy that, like, hey, just run a quick slant so we can throw you the ball real quick. Right, but they need to, yeah, they need to focus on getting him the ball short, but let, allowing him to have space to run it out. Because he can, he can use his legs to run it out. It's a lot like, kind of like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, where they catch a... 15-yard pass, and they turn into a 45-yard yeah, game. Yeah, they can turn up field, and, right. and it's it's daylight. His big thing, too, though, is his, his physical size. 6'4", 235. I mean, that's... Oh, he's a unit. Yeah, oh, he, he is a, he is a, he is a matchup problem literally every time he's on the field. And I think that's that's really what Seattle... And I like what Geno Smith's got. I don't, I don't know how many years they're going to get out of Geno Smith, but I like what they've gotten out of him. We'll see now if like it can be a consistent thing of like they're making the playoffs now with Geno Smith. They've only signed him to a three-year deal, by the way. I... Did kind of think they might be an on quarterback this year, just because if they took. I think if, next if, year, yeah, next year they should. If Anthony Richardson got past the Colts, I really like the idea of Seattle taking him and just Geno Smith one more year if it works out perfect, and then maybe try to trade him to a team that's going to be desperate for a quarterback. There's always one every year. Atlanta may have been that team next year. Somebody would have been that team, but then they go to Anthony Richardson after one year. Now all of a sudden you've got two units on the field at quarterback and at wide receiver that could have been a ton of fun i, I would have loved i forget that. what picks they got in the russell wilson trade did they so they had i i think look it up now did they draft jackson smith and jigba with their pick uh, i think so because I, I was just thinking about just... that like if if they don't draft him and they and they get the chance to draft anthony oh Richardson, yeah, they, yeah they did they did oh they uh they drafted uh devin witherspoon this year with with denver's pick oh okay yeah because because i'm thinking about it like I think they actually made out better with Jackson Smith and Jigba because you can draft a quarterback next year because you got one of the best wide receivers in the class mm-hmm. this year. You've already got a good, a, a really good room there, right? So I think in the end it works out. But imagine if they got Anthony Richardson and Jackson Smith and Jigba, that would be crazy. That would be a very, very good haul for these Yellow Seahawks in a, in a rookie class last year that balled out the entire time. We're going to take a quick time out here. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Final segment here on Sports Talk Saturday. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, been hanging out with you all afternoon. Took some calls, had a lot of fun. Met with Aaron Quinn over at Cover One, talking Bill's minicamp, the schedule release on Thursday. Before we get out of here, though, Josh, we were talking a little bit about this when we came in today, though. The Rochester Americans and the Buffalo Bandits in Toronto and just beating up on Toronto teams. It's I been a it. blast. It's been, it's it makes me so time. happy. It's been a good time. The The Bandits won last night big. I want to grab the score real quick. 14-5. Uh, 14-5. In Buffalo. That was, was that in Buffalo? Yeah, that it was, was a home game. Yes. So now tonight they play in Toronto in Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals in the NLL. Uh, Bandits up one nothing in the series. It's mm-hmm. a best of three. So if they win tonight, they go on to the finals. Um, in the West Coast for the NLL, close game between the Colorado Mammoth and I want to say the Calgary Roughnecks. Yeah, Calgary Roughnecks. Um, Mammoth win that one 9-7, so they have a one nothing series right. lead. They also play tonight. Didn't Buffalo play Colorado last year for the yes. championship? That's yes, awesome. so we could have a finals rematch, which would be pretty cool. Let's do it. Um, but Bandits, if they win tonight, they move on. If not, they don't play until next Saturday in Buffalo. Um, same with the Mammoth, I believe. If they win tonight, they move on. And then if they lose, then they play next week in either Calgary or Colorado. Um, so exciting times in the NLL. Bandits doing great. They killed the Rochester Nighthawks twenty to nine in the first round. Yeah, they that that was aggressive. Yeah, that a was little very bit. Aggressive. But hey, I love it. 
It was great. That game tonight is at 7 p.m. You can also hear that game right here on WGR. On the other side, hockey. The AHL, Rochester, on another playoff run for the second year in a row. They are in the North Division Finals against the Toronto Marlies. They won Game 1. We heard actually, we actually heard Yuri Kulik's goal from that game, I want to say two days ago, when yes. they won 4-3. They're in action tonight, also in Toronto, and that is a best-of-five series, so they're going to have to win at least two more games. But to get Toronto in Game 1, in their barn, and Toronto is, st- standings-wise, the better team, to get that win, especially after kind of battling in the last round, Definitely a, a good sign right now starting. And honestly, they're a ton of fun to watch for me, at least now the last two years. So many Sabres prospects who, you know, we were talking about it earlier in the show, that that look like guys that are going to be on the roster soon. That, you're, oh, yeah. that you 100%. are seeing the next group of Sabres coming up, which I mean, Yuri, we haven't seen in a long time. Yuri Kulik could be on the Sabres roster this time. I fully believe he will this, be. Not, not this time next year, but you, you know what I mean. Like in next well, season. Well. This, this time next year, he probably should be. Next year, he probably should be. The Sabres are in the Eastern Conference. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, I I just love that it's Toronto. They got their first ever win over the Toronto Marlies, too. They had never beat them in the playoffs before, so that was go. big. And I think that's a big confidence boost for these guys. I think they played them last year in the second round and got swept. So I think so, yes. It, big confidence boost. But for you them. got him and then Isaac Roseanne as well. I, I, yep. I mentioned him, kind of the forgotten guy coming over from Europe, and now you know he's put on a lot of muscle as well. He's working it. He looks like a very skilled forward. So exciting to see those guys continue to grow, to continue to get better. That game is at 4 today, so that's coming up in just about two hours. The um, the NLL game is on ESPN+. Plus. The Amherst game, we're not sure. It's on AHL TV, but we're not sure if it's anywhere else streaming-wise or anything like that. So. Yeah. To watch those, that's where they're at. There you go. There you go. Should be good. All right. That's going to do it for us here. We'll be back next week. Josh, you're filling in for the morning show with the producer, so you're going to be back (laughs) in here early Monday morning. Yeah, early Monday. Let's go. You'll be back here, and then I'll be back with Show the Bulldogs starting on Monday at 3. You've listened to Sports Talk Saturday. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone, and you're listening to WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.